Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Spin Class. We're talking politics. Your host, Michael Fragan and Bruce Backman here on the Nachum Siegel Network, NachumSiegel.com and on the NSN app. And Bruce, I imagine that we can have a topic to talk about this week. It's not going to be necessarily, although we might get to it, the potential for a third Israeli election within a couple months or the Democratic debate, which... uh I don't know. Just feeling like it's a snoozer there because so much of our attention is being taken up. And, you know, we should be talking, of course, about the Roger Stone conviction, um, because I think that was actually uh, pretty significant uh, when it comes down to it. But that has all been subsumed by impeachment or impeachment palooza, as uh, some of the Republicans have called it, or the circus that some Republicans have called it. Uh, I'm not prepared to quite go there. It's actually been a little bit interesting at times. Uh, I can't say I've watched everything. Some good sound bites. But it is interesting, from my perspective, the alternative realities that the partisan sides are living in. And uh, it's funny that one side cannot see, or at least appears not to, or at least has their eyes closed or ignores um, the whatever the other side is seeing. I don't think we saw this even last time, even the last time it was an impeachment with uh, with President Clinton, that there was some level of a, a, a of, of people never... agreeing on the facts. So uh, Republicans I, I, here, here there's no agreement whatsoever on anything. There's no agreement, but it's, it's a situation of never cry wolf. The Democrats have been going after the president since before he got elected. Um, when the other report comes out that the attorney general Barr has been has been working on the Durham report, we're bound to see a lot of other interesting pieces of information which we don't know right now, um, and it's getting to a point of never cry wolf. You know the old story, the, the story of the wolf that, that you know he cries but he's not in trouble. He cries but he's not in trouble, and then finally he cries. Nobody's listening. You know the Democrats may have some legitimate points. I'm I'm sure they do. It doesn't sound like the greatest story in the world, but at the same time. I don't really believe this rises to an impeachable offense. You can't get one person to say that they heard from the president's mouth pretty much anything. It's it's a series of hearsay and presumptions. Well, partially because those people won't testify. But even if those people, but the people that this is based upon, the entire charge is based upon this. And the people won't testify. We'll see if they don't testify. Even even if you get to that, <laughs> and even if they do testify, and even if you get to the first hand, and even if you get the documents, everything, what is your mind? You get all that. What is the crime here? If you turn around and you remove a duly elected president of the United States for look, I I I admit that President Trump is more freewheeling than I would like. He's more cavalier than I would like. He breaks all the rules that I would like. I like but, that he does a lot of that. No, no, stuff. I understand that people like that. I'm talking about me personally. I'm more despite on, I'm on board, all that. So. No, no, despite all that, I still don't see in this case how you get to the level. Yes, it's unseemly. Yes, Rudy Giuliani. Yes, whatever. But you can't remove Trump because Giuliani has become a bad actor. No, I just, you, you can't. I mean, you know, Dick Morris was running around the White House dictating policy for Bill Clinton. And there are many people in, in and around, you know, the Obama, even even after, I wouldn't say Valerie Jarrett. I'm pretty sure she stayed through the end. But there were people in and around the Obama team who, you know, 
uh, let's let's talk about things that are abuse of power. If you go back to the Obama administration and the way the IRS was used to target conservative organizations and philanthropies and otherwise, you know that if you ask me, but should a, that have been impeachable? I don't know if that should have been impeachable, but I know if that isn't, if that if this is, then that is too. I'm not sure. I'm not sure that either are. I I feel this is a little bit worse. I mean, to me, this is bad. This is the kind of thing. And I, but I'm watching this hearing. And I'm but thinking wait, this to, should be an oversight hearing. But you you have, should have a you proper have to, oversight hearing. One could argue that things that happened in Benghazi were impeachable. I mean, they're they're right. Okay. But that they had nothing to do with the president. They could impeach maybe the Secretary of State. I mean, they can't really link any of this to the president either. Everything's based on presumption and hearsay. Well, I, not. Maybe. I mean, everybody May- said the same thing. No, no, maybe. I, I don't know. Look, I don't know. We don't know all the facts. And, and the story, you know, the story sounds... I would personally like it, as I said, as I said last week. I'd like it if we just say, this wasn't so great. Probably not the way to conduct foreign policy. Let's move on. Rudy Giuliani should not be dictating, you know, based on... Um, and, you know, enough with going after using foreign powers to meddle but, in our elections. No, no, I'm just saying take, that that should be the thing. But the but the the Republicans seem unable to admit anything, any shortcomings. Obviously that's dictated by the by the man in the White House. I understand that that's the president's personality and that's what a lot of people like about him. But in the end, this is just not this is not how the US should be conducting policy. I mean I'm not really unsure that this is the way I mean having worked in politics for series of politicians and being around it for many years you know the inner workings of how this whole manifests itself isn't that unusual if you understand the way most political administrations and campaigns function all well, over the we're not States supposed for all different kinds of offices but you know People you you and i know that we're not supposed to publicize that for i the world. know but everybody on the democratic side knows that too I mean, they're setting such a high standard that anybody who's ever elected in the future, which I'm assuming at some point a Democrat will be elected down the road, he'll be impeachable day two. I mean, it just doesn't work this way. The hypocrisy is a lot of hypocrisy. No, no, the hypocrisy. One side or the other. The hypocrisy of the Democrats here is really it's it's actually it's hubris. It's been grating on me consistently as I've watched these, and I can't say I've watched every. I certainly am not watching it uh, covered. Gavel to gavel. Nothing against but, Dick Morris, no, but no, he no. was setting policy but, in 1995 to 1996 to prepare President Clinton for re-election, and he was not an appointed elected official of anything. No, no, but let me just go back for it. What bothers me here, particularly with regard to Ukraine, is the indignation on the part of the Democrats that Trump would withhold aid from Ukraine. But he didn't. No, that that's not what bothers me. But... This is aid. This is military aid and assistance that President Obama would not give them. Correct. He would not give it to and them. And they held this. But yet they're angry about the fact that Trump held it up for a couple weeks, a month. or something. Now, that's wrong. I mean, I happen to think I, I, I can't help but thinking all this stuff continues to help Russia, and that continues to bother me. But... Having said that, One the second. Democrats sit there. The Democrats, now I'm going to say something uh, controversial. You, you can say whatever Why you want. Why does it bother you that it helps Russia versus I, I, Ukraine? I don't like helping Russia. Why not? I don't want to help Russia. Why do you think that Ukraine I don't is think, better than Russia? I don't think what we did in Syria should Why should does everybody think Ukraine is better than Russia? I don't. Ukraine is 
we're on a Jewish network, a far more anti-Semitic country in its core than Russia is. Far more different. Isn't far- the president Jewish? It doesn't He's make Jewish. a difference. That's that's when do and Putin surrounded by Jewish leaders in his administration as He's well. Jewish. What's the point? He's Jewish. Listen, I never quote my father-in-law, but I'm going to. Okay. He grew up in he grew up in both those countries. He traveled back to them for business at different times. He laughs when people are running around saying how great Ukraine is versus Russia. He talks to me about Stefan Bandera. He talks to me about the history of the place. He talks to me about the unearthing of true anti-Semitism, amongst many other things. The Ukrainians have never been wonderful friends to the Jews. You see people running around Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. But why do we have? To, Putin I was, is a much finer friend to the Jewish people. I than wasn't Ukraine looking is. this from the Jewish lens. I was yeah, just but let's. But people, are, what you said, you have something wrong with no, Russia. no, no, no. My point was, my point was here that the indignation on the part of the Democrats is so laughable, and it's amazing how, if you look at this, the irony of these impeachment hearings. The irony of it is that you have Republicans, in a sense, right now, shilling for Russia, and you know, and kind of ignoring any, ignoring some of the bad actions of Russia in having, and the Democrats have now become incredibly pro-Ukraine and pro-military all of a sudden on this issue, which I think is just unbelievable. I mean, but it's basically yeah, but it's, it always has. But it just shows it's just, you know, on the Democrats' part, it's anything to get the president. Anything. I have to say, so let, let's just talk for a second. Take a step back. Okay, how do you think, how do you think the, the actors are doing right now? This is, you know, the soap opera here as, uh, as it will. If this was a television show or a game show, who's, who, who's, doing, who's doing a good, the president's not not there, so I'm just yeah, talking. That's about... the point. He's doing exactly what he's doing. He's like one of those cameos. Well, he really should. Around. He he probably should. Just listen. I'll bet you the president of if they would let some him, of the he tweets... would love to go and testify. Probably should. I wouldn't go testify there. Yeah. Well, but who's who's doing a good if job? If they had to change Thomas well, he... Jefferson's rules for this hearing, I wouldn't go testify. Who, who's doing a good job? At least Stefanik's doing a very good okay. job. I'll tell you, he's not doing a good job, and I'm not. What's called okay. Devin Nunes. Okay, Jim Jordan is sitting next to him. I mean, that guy is. A fi- I mean, whatever po- politics, he's a little far I right. Think that I hate I the fact. I hate the fact that he drove jo- both John Boehner and pa- um, Paul Ryan out of office. But having said that, that guy is unbelievable at hearing. He's just amazing. I mean, I wish he would wear a jacket. It's a little bit, but he's amazing at hearing. He's he fantastic. is, but I think the he's making person, Devin Nunez look like I think a, a potted some, plant. I think there's. I think there's somebody else who's actually hasn't done any good for himself. Who's that? Adam Schiff. I, I explain, explain. I don't find that Adam Schiff has shown himself to be an arbiter of any kind of fairness. Um, I think that if you really want to depose a president from office, at some point you have to rise above the partisanship if you really want to push it through. And I, I don't see Adam Schiff doing that. You know, I, I agree with you. I think, Jim- I think I think that Adam Schiff comes off as a sniveling, snotty, arrogant, you know. Well, tell us how you feel. I mean, genuinely, I don't like the guy. But I mean, I mean, you if you watch say. him for long enough, I mean, who say. the hell could? No, but there were. His you know, lawyer, I still remember an impeachment. What's, his, what's the lawyer's name? Goldman, the, the lawyer. Years ago, I still remember watching Henry Hyde many, many years ago. And yes, there was people upset at the, you know, at, at Congressman Hyde, Chairman Hyde, when he was chairing the committee. But at the same time, there was a certain gentility to the way he carried himself. 
Um, I don't see that here with Adam Schiff. I mean, Adam Schiff had to change rules that were good enough for Nixon, good enough for Clinton, and how good enough for Andrew Johnson after the Civil War. So, you know, you have to wonder what's really going on over here. I mean, just giving speeches that he's going to take him off his golden throne. I mean, it's just... He's not doing himself any favors. I, mean, I think his lawyers... Polling is his, already coming out. The president's picking up in Wisconsin. His his poll numbers went up 2-3% in the last week. His lawyer's been very effective, actually. Who's? Uh, what's his name? The, the, the Yeah. Yeah, he I think he's been, been effective, good. He's been much. He's actually been much better than the Republican lawyer caster. I don't know. I'm not saying that just because his name is Goldman. I'm saying I. I think that the he's, burden of proof isn't on the Republicans. There's no burden of proof here. Well, I mean, there hasn't been any proof altogether, really. Uh, well, I don't know. Sondland, I mean, Gordon Sondland today well, was pretty. Said, I never heard anything. No, uh, yeah, I'm I not going to give that to you. I'm. I'm taking it. Okay, that's fine. But he was pretty. Listen, the Democrats were tougher on him than the Republicans were. I, I don't I don't disagree. They didn't know what to do with him. He said doesn't take notes, doesn't remember anything. I mean, come on. You know in most court cases this stuff's barely admissible. This isn't a court case. Why I, keep, why do we keep going back to that? Because it's I know still, it's a talking point, but No, it has to reach a certain burden of proof if you're going to try to remove the president. Wait, from if office. if you it wasn't meant for this. I'm I, a student of history and the constitution. Okay, I I study these things. Okay, it I, wasn't meant to do this. So for this. So this isn't what it's about. So You're not supposed to be impeaching people over these kinds of things. I, 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 that I agree with. But having said that, it's there a pretty high crimes and misdemeanors. It's a pretty, not even misdemeanors. It's a pretty bad story. A bad story. There's been lots of bad stories Man, for presidents is... in history. We haven't tried to remove them because of things. Like I don't this. think we should remove them, but I think it's a pretty bad story. So listen, a lot of the things the president tweets, the president gets in trouble all the time with things. I mean, clearly, you know, the the original thing was well, nothing here, nothing happens. I said it last okay. week. I'm going to say it happened. again. No quick pro quo. Yes, quick pro quo. There's no there thing. I understand, but there was. You know, Sondland was pretty good. I mean, you know, in he was pretty expressive in having said that he was there. He was in the middle of it. And, and he contradicted the other witnesses. And I and no question that he was acting on the instructions of he thought from the from the top. He thought. He, I, I whether or not I mean it's it seems we that don't he, it seems pretty clear that he, office it's, where we thought. It seems pretty clear that he spoke to the president. Uh, but the other th- It doesn't seem pretty clear okay. he spoke to the president. He doesn't remember speaking to the president. Well then, you know, why doesn't Rudy come and testify? Why doesn't Mick Mulvaney come and testify? If why Adam Schiff wasn't the why chair it, of the committee and didn't it, change the rules, I'm why, sure a lot of them would. Why doesn't Mike Pompeo? This is before before impeachment. It's so they difficult were. to testify, but Adam Schiff do, do, okay, but the, the system. I understand. I'm saying is that you know this it's should not strange to you. The Gordon Sondland remember different things from when he testified be, behind closed doors shortly, recently. It's not you, strange. Are you saying he's lying, or you're saying that I'm saying he's not credible witness? Okay. I'm saying he has a credibility problem. I, I okay. I don't know. We've I think made, he showed himself that we, we, we watch problem. we watch different places then, but he definitely flawed. But I don't think that flawed? he flawed. Um, he's more than flawed. He's a nice witness, but he's the, he's pre- not the he's not the bombshell game changer that everybody's running waiting for. You need a blue dress. The only reason that Bill Clinton had to testify in the end because they had a blue dress. Get a blue dress, and then you can talk about it. Without a blue dress, Bill Clinton never would have testified under oath. Never. Yeah. Because once you have the goods, and it's real goods with real DNA, then you can do things. Up until then, there's no there there. So the question is, do they move forward with John without John Bolton? Do they wait for John Bolton? It's a good question. That's why I'm asking you. 
I don't know. You're the guy who gets the tough questions. Me, I get the tough questions. I don't know what they do. I think they're ready to go get throw the president out of office if my if my six year old daughter says that he's not a nice guy. So I don't know. She so, could go up there and testify. I don't like the president, and they're like, okay, fine, let's impeach him. I mean, so, you know, let's talk about Vindman for a second, because uh, not another Jewish guy. I know you don't like Ukrainians, obviously, but Ukrainian Jews are okay. Okay, Ukraine is okay, not. Let me. That's I'm gonna not, tell you this. Not, and I'm gonna get that's in trouble. Not, with this. That's not the point. Russia's not so bad, and let's, Ukraine's not so good. That's that's the point here. Is okay, credible. I seem seem pretty credible to me. It's okay, Republicans going after him. They should really. Why? Because he's going after the president. And he's entitled. If you're going to make allegations, you should be cross-examined. Oh, that's okay. So, so why they can't go after this? Just because he's lieutenant colonel go, or something? Go at, going after him so, you know, and as being somehow unpatriotic. Criti- it is a little strange that Criti- he was offered to get Criti- a job in the Criti- Ukrainian government. Criti- I mean, come on. You've never been offered a job before that you had no. Not in a foreign government while I was working for another government. That's know. new to me. Okay, especially in a position like that. I don't know. I mean, okay, it's, maybe you have. And he re- and no, and he and he reported it. And okay, so fine. That doesn't make it. Why I did mean, they want to. Why, why? I did mean, they like him the, so much. Why? I I just think it's odd that you would go ahead. This is a guy who works in. You have two people testifying who both work in the administration. Mm-hmm. They're both there. And you're tweeting about them and criticizing them at the same time. You know, it's 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 just a it's just a weird. I don't. You know, I don't. I don't think I don't think you brought um, discredit on him by doing that. It just I it, to me it, it seems like a sign of weakness. I support the president. I I understand that. And I think the president is at the at, at the I'm not center saying, of a series of nonstop witch hunts. I'm not saying I, I don't, but that doesn't excuse trust. But you don't go around. You him. don't go after. An, I'm not. You don't go after an perfect, army colonel but no and question of patriotism. A Purple I mean, Heart winner. It's just it's 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 a strange. It's a it's poor. He also didn't hear it's anything. Poorly done. He also didn't hear anything. That's not the point. The point here is. He was testifying about the fact that he was on the call and he was bothered by it. Fine. If Done. the Democrats okay. were going but instead after me you the go... way they're going after the president, I'd be on Rikers for life okay. for, for who knows what. Yeah, well, but that's not really... Okay. No, but it's a real thing. I mean, when you're looking to put someone... You know, the old saying is, if the government wants to get you, they're going to get you. Democrats want to get the president. They don't want truth. They don't want justice. They want to get the president. Whatever it takes to get the president, they're going to get the president. I don't... I don't feel at this point, and I say. I this, mean, this makes me sound I like say a this, bloody partisan. I, I but that's that, what I, feel. I say this as a partisan. I'm not sure that either party, at this point, wants the truth. In anything, no, it's not. I don't think the. I don't I'm not think, feeling. I'm not feeling that my Republican brethren or our Republican brethren are really interested. That interested in the truth these days. I don't think the truth is what's what's at stake here. I think it's truth is that there's a witch hunt against the president that the Republicans are rallying around. The chief, and that's all. I everybody think, thinks they're scared of the president. I think there was an error. I think the president made an error by going after Ivanovich. I think that was an error. Error going there after Vindman. I just made don't by understand. The president. Made I don't other un- policies as well. I don't understand. Like most presidents. I th- okay, but I think the you know, there comes a time that you just have to let it to let it play out. I think some of the Republicans are doing a very effective job of. Uh, I, I on the panel are doing a very effective job of defending him. Let them do it. Don't 
you know, self-sabotage. And I find all the time that that seems to be, uh, you know, something that go that goes on. I haven't just, read the New York Times in many years regularly. I I don't care what they have to say I, it's, it's not it's about like, what the New York important. Times has to say. It has a lot to do. I'm going the Republicans to... do not live in the, ch- in, the, in, the, in the echo chamber anymore, due in large part to the president, that what the mainstream media's interpretation of things is relevant. They're protecting the president. They're fighting in, in defense of their president. He's their president. He's in their party. They feel he hasn't committed any crimes and misdemeanors. And they're sticking by him. Until something with a blue dress comes out. And even then, the Democrats didn't abandon Clinton in 2000, in 1998. All right. You need a, blue, you need a person with evidence, a recording. Let's, a, what, did, what ended the Nixon? What, what, what was, what was the, the, the death of Nixon? There were tapes. Yeah. Okay. There were tapes. Not I heard. I think someone told me about it. Look, I I don't know where this. I overheard. I, I don't I have a feeling. I, don't, I presumed. I don't know where this garbage. is going. I don't know. I it's clearly not going to be bipartisan. Um, but obviously, listen. We're, if, if we're going to continue, we're going to continue to talk about it. Let's talk about the Democrats for a second, okay? Pete Buttigieg is our our new potential front runner for the week. Yeah, for the week, front runner of the week. Is he electable? I don't think I think the only Democrat who's electable is Joe Biden. Okay. I don't think any of them are electable. I think I think if Joe Biden manages to make it through the pack and he gets into general against Donald Trump, I think he's electable. I think he's I think I think the problem with him right now is getting him through. I, Kamala Harris is not electable. Pete Buttigieg is not electable. Um, Amy Klobuchar is a great VP, but she's not electable on her own. I mean, you have to have a certain sense of gravitas to go up against Donald Trump in a, in a debate. Plus, you have to be able to reach over and bring and, and keep the Democratic coalition, which does include a lot of different fragments together. And Elizabeth Warren can't do it. Bernie Sanders can't do it. I mean, the only one who could do it is Joe Biden. I mean, you know, it doesn't surprise me to quote the president is nervous about Joe Biden. Joe Biden in every poll that comes out is the only outperforms the president almost everywhere. In all the Especially in the crucial states. Correct. Yeah. So these guys can... I think Joe Biden immediately takes Pennsylvania off the map. Pennsylvania takes Michigan off the map, too? Yeah, I don't say, but Pennsylvania... I think Wisconsin's a toss Pennsylvania's up. his home state. I think immediately you're... you're and a, I think Democrats are looking very good in, in and Arizona. And the Democrats did very well in local elections in Pennsylvania. I mean, and they, uh, but, let's let's well, be let's, honest. Yeah. If Joe Biden is a nominee, there's a 50-50 chance that the whole McCain family gets behind him in Arizona and he squeaks out 3-4% and he's got the state. Because there's no question Cindy McCain and company doesn't like this president. And there's no question that there's a certain reverence for her husband in the state. And the state is, my sister lives there. It's shifting. It's definitely purple. Oh, yeah. So, well, there's some other I purple. I don't see, I mean, you Look, know, Democrats we, have to make a decision. Do they want to be right or do they want to win? Okay. Big loss for Republicans in uh, Louisiana. It shouldn't have been a big loss because I think incumbent popular Democratic governor John Bell Edwards who favored the uh, heartbeat law yeah, it's, it's on abortion conservative, conservative exactly no no absolutely and I think that's the recipe to win I think but I think we're seeing the president for whatever reason whatever advisors told him to go there he went there campaigned put all his chips on the table and came up with a big loss in a race he didn't have to get involved in explain I think the president... I mean, who tells him to do this? Is this all from his gut? And he says, I'm going to go there. I'm going to go do this. You know, you already got burned in Kentucky, despite the fact I think we both agree that it wasn't his fault. 
and then you go into Louisiana, a state you don't need for two thousand from for twenty for twenty twenty because you're gonna win it, and you take a black eye, yeah, or maybe not a black eye, maybe just a punch in the nose. I I I'm I'm of the opinion, and this is me taking off my Republican hat for a second that I think it's important for the head of the party to get behind um, heads of state within states and to go and to campaign for them, especially when there's the only foe. I, I, we have, I a, think we have a general, I don't, I a don't general believe, rule. That you don't, I don't believe that this president lost any gravitas or luster because he went and he, and he supported his state party down in Louisiana. I don't, I don't buy it. I don't know if he had to go there three times, but I think he has to go there. He invested a lot in that race. And the guy almost won. He made it. Well, wasn't he that. was close. Hey, well, close, okay. It was a, this is a state that what, Trump won by 20 points. There's no question. There's no question that if Trump hadn't gone there, it would have been worse for the Republicans. It just wasn't I, that's The polling does not show that, but that's fine. Why not? It just doesn't show it. It doesn't show it. Show, it shows actually the Democratic turnout was a little bit. But either way, it doesn't. Uh, it, it, it's. That's not the point. The point is. I don't think the president generally, going to a place that hurts the Republican I, candidate. I, I well, it could increase it could increase urban turnout, which is and suburban Possibly. turnout, That's which true. which is actually what happened. Um, but having said that, I'm just what I'm saying is there's a That's general a point. That's there's fair. a general rule of political practice, right? That you don't send your you don't send your the president into a situation that you don't think that I'm he's very gonna... naive with these things. I don't think the president lost anything because of it. Okay, and I don't think there was much to lose. Well, he made it's... a lot of speeches about that being about him and being important, etc. Now, so, okay, but at the end of the day, I don't. I think there's also it's tough to win these to, for the Republicans. It's stomach winning these losing. You know, these when Chris states. Christie was uh, running for re-election his first time before he became terribly unpopular. You know, Obama was nowhere to be seen in the state. They essentially, you know, they cut a deal. I mean, I always said that Chris Christie's infamous hug was the deal that Obama's not going to show up right. there. Yeah, that was a deal. And right. when Chris Christie ran for president, that gave me no more joy in the world than seeing that he doesn't win, um, because I always thought that that hug was was, was the uh, betrayal, the betrayal of Mitt Romney and betrayal of the Republican Party. And essentially, Chris Christie's, you know, he's not an obviously more a selfish, arrogant person. And anybody who works for him will tell you that. And I didn't feel that I felt that I was kind of disappointed that Obama didn't go to New Jersey and campaign for the Democrat. I felt that he abandoned his party. I felt that the head of the party has to stick by his people. Sure, Trump loses. He lost some luster. He went down there three times. Did he have to go three times? I can't speak to that. He probably shouldn't have. But I think that there's something that I got to stand by my people. Well, he probably, I'm sure he enjoys it. I'm it's sure he loves. In, he, likes he loves it, the rally. But he it's loves the energy. To do it. He, but he, it's he. If you look at him, he's a perpetual campaigner. No question about that. But, you know, Chris. You know, Chris Christie did a number here on our governor's race a few years ago. I'm too. well aware he had cut his deal with Cuomo and uh, Chris Christie's cutting deals with everybody for Chris Christie. Absolutely, but it's it's old news. Okay, Roger Stone. I know Roger Stone. Uh, I, I I know. What do you want me to tell you? I don't know. I have I have no words. I'm speechless. On Roger Stone, I'm speechless. If you've met Roger Stone, you'd even be more speechless. So that's all I can say. Roger Stone is Question one of those is people why? that if you ever what? are in a room with, you'll what be speechless. did he get out of this? Why? If you know Roger Stone, I don't think he cares. Okay. Fine. Roger Stone is operating on his... I mean, anybody who has a tattoo of Richard Nixon on his it back... It seems pretty clear. ...is operating on his own wavelength. It seems pretty clear that, uh, that the Mueller report did not flush out the WikiLeaks stuff 
uh, enough. Maybe they didn't because the real trial. question is: Will the president pardon him? Well, that's that's going to be an interesting one. Okay, and the last thing, obviously, as we uh, wrap up, is Israel got Benny Gantz can't form a government. Where are we headed? We're headed to probably a third election. Unbelievable! Unbelievable! It it's astounding. I hate to say, you know it. what's astounding? It's astounding. You know what's really astounding to me is the arrogance of Gantz's um, remarks today. The sheer arrogance. He is not more popular than Bibi Netanyahu in Israel. There isn't a poll to show that he has more support to be the leader of the country. And he talks as though he should be there. If Lieberman... Well, he got more seats. No, he didn't. 33 to 33. They're half a percent apart. I thought it was 33 no, to 32. Once they finish counting, okay. they're the same. He got more seats. Okay. He got a few thousand more votes. Okay. And come on, if you look at... The, and you Don't know be the way so Israel angry works. about it. No, I am a little bit. I can see. Because the, the left in Israel is arrogant. They've always They've been always arrogant. They've always been arrogant. They've always been arrogant. Guess what? The left in America is arrogant too. For sure. The left everywhere is arrogant. Okay. They think they're smarter than everybody. That's right. I mean, I've, I mean Especially I, Elizabeth Warren. She thinks she's smarter than everybody. I mean, the problem with... The thing that amazes me about Elizabeth Warren, I have to say this. Elizabeth Warren, up until 19, mid-90s, was a Republican. She voted for Reagan. She voted for Bush. She voted for Ford. She probably even voted for Nixon. And and the amazing thing is, is that she goes around there casting doubt on the Democratic credentials of her opponents when she's the only person, I think, on the stage who's ever been a registered Republican. It's awesome. The hubris is awesome. Yeah, some people It's ha- awesome. I don't even know how she's allowed to get away with it. Joe Biden's getting and criticized nobody, for votes and, he took and in nobody, the Senate. And nobody criticized her, and that will be the last word. Here on Spin Class, here on the Not Physical Network, stay tuned for Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Joseph. See you next week.